Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre- and postnatal coach with the Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and the Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N, at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to The Natty Hour, which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally, to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 84. In this episode, we are going to talk about exercise and pregnancy, what to do and what not to do. There's a lot of conflicting information regarding exercising during pregnancy. It can be extremely overwhelming and stressful where it can actually lead to the athlete not exercising at all during pregnancy and perhaps being too overly relaxed post-pregnancy. So in this episode, we will discuss specific guidelines to exercising safely and address the misconceptions about exercise during pregnancy. Firstly, let's discuss why exercise is not only safe, but also extremely beneficial for pregnant women. According to the American College of Sports Medicine, exercising during pregnancy, it can help prevent excessive weight gain, symptoms of depression, and postpartum weight retention. It can also decrease risk of gestational diabetes, risk of high blood pressure, postpartum recovery time, risk of lower back pain, and the risk of a C-section delivery. So if exercise during pregnancy is safe, should you just continue doing what you are doing already, 
before pregnancy? And of course, the uh, infamous answer here is it depends. You know, pregnant women who were engaged in regular high intensity exercise going into pregnancy typically can continue with this program at first, providing they feel well. However, things may need to be adjusted and adapted depending on how the woman feels and whether any complications arise. But for those who have uncomplicated pregnancies, women should be encouraged to engage in aerobic as well as strength and conditioning exercises during and after pregnancy. Now, what about women who haven't been doing any exercise before pregnancy? Is it too late for them to start? And if so, should they wait until after pregnancy? And typically the answer here is no. You know, the previous benefits of exercise are even more valuable to those who haven't been exercising before pregnancy. And if the woman is ready to start, then absolutely exercise during pregnancy is recommended and encouraged. So for women in this situation, I would recommend for her to start out at a lower intensity and focus on shorter periods of time, then gradually increase the time and intensity of the program, of course, always depending how she is feeling and progressing. So now let's take some time to discuss specific activities that are considered safe and can be continued if the woman was performing those movements before pregnancy. Such activities include yoga and Pilates, although of course there are specific movements and positions that may need to be modified, strength training, low impact aerobic activity, so such as swimming, walking and cycling, and even running and jogging to a degree. Please note though that it is often a good idea to ensure you are cleared to strength train, run and or jog if you are new to these activities and to have these activities regular monitored by your medical professional and or a certified pre and postnatal coach. Now, it should be no surprise that there are certain activities that should be avoided during pregnancy. Such activities include scuba diving, activities in high temperature, so like hot yoga, for example, contact sports, and activities that have high risk of falling, such as surfing, horseback riding, mountain biking, just to name a few. During exercise, regardless of if you are pregnant or not, you need to ensure you are listening to your body and stop doing any movement that just doesn't feel right. When you are pregnant, the importance of this skill set increases tremendously. Knowing when your body is telling you to stop an exercise is imperative. So any pain or discomfort during an exercise can be due to a variety of factors. Therefore, it is important to address the issue versus ignore it and exercise should be stopped immediately when you are experiencing anything that feels off. So such as, you know, painful contractions, regular fluid leakage, vaginal bleeding, shortness of breath before you exert a specific movement, chest pain, calf pain, or even any signs of instability. While exercising during pregnancy is safe, there are some specific modifications that must be made to the training program depending on the trimester. So before we get into the specifics of these modifications, let's touch on some basic exercise prescriptions during pregnancy just in general. 
So again, the uh, ASCM recommends that pregnant women engage in a total of approximately 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week, which is to be spread out over about a four to seven day period for around 20 to 30 minutes. This is just a basic recommendation where the intensity, duration, and frequency of the program will depend on the athlete's current schedule and fitness level. But when it comes to this basic recommendation, it's important to note that enjoyment and sustainability are more important considerations than what is quote unquote optimal. If you simply aren't enjoying what you are doing, what program has been prescribed for you, then I would recommend revisiting the program and make specific adjustments as to what you think are gonna allow you to most likely stick to the program. And it's important to note that these preferences and changes may need to vary from trimester to trimester, which is completely normal. At the end of the day, movement during pregnancy is our top priority. Even if all you can commit to is a daily walk, it's better than nothing. The reason movement is so important is because it helps improve glucose utilization, strength, your body image, and psychological well-being. Movement also decreases the uh, risk of physical discomfort and risk of preeclampsia, just to name a few. In addition, it aids in the maintenance of good posture and alignment, which actually helps the baby sit in a position that allows for an easier labor and delivery experience. So again, if all you can do during a given day, week, or trimester is a daily walk, remember that it is better than nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, let's take some time to go over some specific modifications that are worth considering and implementing during the different stages of pregnancy. Let's start off by discussing core training, as there is a lot of conflicting information regarding proper core training during pregnancy. A lot of people think that core training just involves the abdominal muscles. However, there is a lot more to it than that. The full musculature of the core allows movement from the pelvis all the way up to the shoulders, which is why the spine relies on the core for support. Therefore, exercises that involve the spine flexing, extending, and rotating may actually be carefully included in an athlete's program during pregnancy. Appropriate exercise that may be included are things like pal-off presses, planks, and even side planks. As the athlete progresses though to the second and third trimester, front planks may need to be removed as the abdominal area continues to grow. When performing plank variations, it's extremely important to ensure that the athlete is breathing correctly and not holding her breath. In addition, be sure not to hold the position for prolonged periods and avoid using heavy loads. So if you're doing any weighted planks, those are things that we might want to avoid. We don't want to create issues related to the core and pelvic floor by overdoing it. During each trimester, prioritizing diaphragmic breathing and core pelvic floor connection before each training session can be extremely beneficial for activating your awareness with your body. This is known as the connection breath and working on this can actually help ensure 
that the core and pelvic floor are functioning together to stabilize the core during strength training, which is a great way to increase awareness of how the pelvic floor engages during the workout. If you are unsure of how to implement this intervention, be sure to just search on YouTube the connection breath, and then you'll get a video just demonstrating how you can actually implement this into your warm-up routine. When it comes to strength training, if the pregnant woman is feeling good during the first trimester, then there aren't actually a whole lot of training modifications that need to be made at this point. However, it may be a good idea just to ensure that you are performing your exercises with a moderate rep range versus using a low rep range. And the reason for this is because we don't want the athlete holding her breath and performing one of the uh, breathing techniques known as the Valsalva maneuver. That breathing technique is often used during heavier loads. And the reason for this is because it's been shown to actually increase our blood pressure and the heavy loads can increase intra-abdominal pressure and cause excessive downward pressure on the pelvic floor. Therefore, keeping the rep ranges typically within about a six to 10 rep range is a more appropriate goal as it's gonna help mitigate these risks versus a lower rep range of you know three to five. So the goal during the first trimester is to focus on just increasing your strength, increasing muscle mass and core strength. Depending on where the athlete is at currently, it may be a good idea to prioritize increasing strength in the glutes and the upper back during this time. Having stronger glutes can actually help the athlete maintain a more neutral position, which is gonna help reduce any unnecessary stress on the pelvic floor muscles as she progresses through her pregnancy. In addition, having a stronger upper back will help provide additional support for the athlete's increase in her breast size as she progresses through her pregnancy. When it comes to cardiovascular training during the first trimester, having an aerobic base is recommended as it is gonna help the pregnant woman's body prepare for physiological as well as psychological stresses during pregnancy. As we previously discussed, you know, focusing on a uh, low to moderate intensity during cardiovascular training is completely safe throughout the entire pregnancy. Paying attention to how you feel though versus, you know, relying on a heart rate monitor is very important as it's actually much more accurate. And the reason for that is that during pregnancy, we actually naturally see an increase in our heart rate, therefore the heart rate monitors aren't as accurate. So instead, using a perceived effort scale can actually be very helpful when trying to determine if you are training at an appropriate intensity or not. So what I would do is Google the Borg's rating of perceived exertion to use as your guideline. The goal is to uh, focus on feeling a uh, somewhat difficult level of intensity when you are performing cardiovascular activities. However, for athletes who were well-conditioned prior to pregnancy, they can focus on a relatively higher amount of intensity, which would be closer if you look at the scale to maybe about an eight out of 10, which is considered to be a hard level of intensity. Now, moving on, experiencing a shortness of breath and more demand on your core, it can be normal during the first trimester. 
Therefore, it's best to always focus on how you are feeling and be more conservative if it is needed. During the uh, second trimester, it's normal for previous activities that felt okay to start feeling not so okay. Your body may start to send you signs that what was previously working is no longer working. And it's important to understand that, hey, this is 100% normal and it's okay. This is in no way an indicator of failure or that there's anything wrong with you. Instead, we should look at this just as an opportunity to maybe try something new, some new activities, some new challenges, and some new ways of uh, you can focus on moving your body moving forward. As we move into the second trimester, our training goals are going to change. You know, we want to start to focus now on prioritizing good posture and alignment because that's going to help reduce any back pain or pelvic floor issues. We also want to focus on just simply maintaining the amount of muscle we have, our strength, and even our cardiovascular endurance. A lot of pregnant women often feel their best actually during their second trimester as they typically aren't as fatigued, you know, fingers crossed you typically aren't dealing with morning sickness anymore. However, there are still just some training modifications that are recommended during this time. So firstly, it is important to pay attention to how you are feeling. Common trend here, always paying attention to this. And the reason for this during your second trimester is because when you're lying flat on your back, we wanna pay attention to this because if you notice that you're starting to feel lightheaded or experiencing any discomfort or tingling in your legs, any exercises where you are lying on your back, it may need to be removed. However, you can look at modifying these exercises when you perform them where you focus on maybe elevating the bench where you're on a slight incline. A lot of research and suggestions surrounding this are conflicted. You know, some sources recommend not lying on your back at all after 16 weeks. Others recommend, you know, wait until 28 weeks. And then there are other sources that say it's fine if you notice none of the previously mentioned symptoms. So therefore, it's best to just keep checking in with yourself to ensure you aren't experiencing any symptoms previously mentioned. If one week it felt fine and the next week it didn't, paying attention to that and adjusting is important. If you do want to lessen any possibility of uh, risks and concerns, simply just start performing the movements on a slight incline just to be safe. So let's go over some additional changes to consider with our strength training. There are some barbell exercises that may need to be modified as the abdomen starts to expand. We don't want to uh, increase the risk of injury if the athlete is just trying to get the bar to go over the bump. You know, barbell deadlifts are a good example here. Therefore, it may be a good idea to switch where you're using dumbbells or even a trap bar going forward. It's not that you can't do deadlifts, but making a change to the external weight helps. You know, continuing with backloaded movements like back squats or overhead press, it's actually totally fine if the athlete feels comfortable doing so. However, modifications, again, may need to be made if the athlete starts to experience any heaviness in her pelvic floor. Any abdominal work may need to be monitored as well, just to ensure that the abdominal wall is not bulging in the midline. If this is occurring, then a modification or even an overall removal of the movement is probably advised. And lastly, when it comes to the load, the athlete may start to actually use lighter weights during this trimester. And that's just due to the physical and hormonal changes occurring. The amount of force the athlete can generate is likely gonna go down, which again, 
is completely normal during this time. So as you start to feel it, don't be afraid to reduce the amount that you are lifting. Again, remember that the primary goal during our second trimester is to focus on just simply maintaining our strength, maintaining the amount of muscle mass we have. So if you have to reduce the load at which you are lifting, you're still gonna be able to actually accomplish the overall goal here. When it comes to cardiovascular training, continuing to monitor that perceived effort scale is best during this time. Understand that if you must reduce your intensity because things feel off, again, it's completely normal and necessary. Always just listen to your body and opt for lower impact aerobic work if you notice, again, any heaviness or pain in your pelvic floor. Lastly, let's consider what modifications are necessary during the third trimester. The overall goals here are to reduce any discomfort and minimize any pressure on that pelvic floor as well to pay attention to mitigating any bulging in the core. So there are specific strength training modifications, again, that are necessary during the third trimester. Due to the extra load on the pelvic floor and significant changes in the abdominal musculature. This is why specific modifications depending on the individual is important. So we wanna focus on monitoring your abdomen during exercises that require a lot of effort from the abdominals. It's extremely important during the third trimester. Even though 100% of women are gonna develop diastasis recti. During the final trimester, we still want to avoid making the issue that much worse. So additional changes to consider are going to vary from athlete to athlete. It is best to ensure you make the changes with your coach, and this is why working with a coach during this time is so important. You can focus on making those changes based on how you feel. Always remember too, what the main goal is during a given trimester where during the third trimester, we just wanna focus on reducing any discomfort. This is the most important thing. So regarding load, the same strategies need to be applied here, as we already mentioned, with the second trimester. For cardiovascular training, the intensity will likely continue to decrease, especially as you approach those final few weeks, which is okay. Again, completely normal. Be sure though, just to continue using the perceived effort scale. Overall, exercise is very beneficial during pregnancy and it should be explored regardless if the individual was exercising or not before she became pregnant. There are going to be a lot of physical and hormonal changes during pregnancy and being able to navigate through these changes, it, it can be challenging, but being adaptable with your training and taking this as an opportunity to just listen to your body versus trying to fight it, it can help mitigate some of these challenges and as well to help make the experience as positive as possible. Now, please note that this information is not medical advice and you should speak to your healthcare practitioner to help guide you through your pregnancy experience. All right, team, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful, as a thank you to me, please do me a huge favor and be sure to share this on your social media. Maybe share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go leave this episode a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the episode so we can ensure that we help more people just like this episode was able to help you. So thank you all. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, 
be more and ignite your inner athlete.